Lisa Kay, connecting the community on Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town on a midweek Wednesday today. We have got the 2022 Rural Forum with our friends at Green CM Sam Ziegler back in studio. It's been a while. It has been. Thanks for inviting me back. I wasn't sure. Well, yeah, we're, we're all back and we're, we're going full force. So I, I, when I heard this event was coming up, I was like, oh, I talked to you. Was it the last one? Was it a year ago or was it, it would two have been years a, ago? It would have been a year ago or okay. three because we missed a, we a missed year one. in there because of COVID we wanted to have in person and it didn't, you know, we weren't going to do just a virtual. Can't do that, right, yeah. with some of these events. And I know with the Rural Forum, this is the 39th annual. It is. So it was long around way before Green Seam started, but uh, we got to taken on and it's been fantastic i know if people don't know exactly what green seam is let's take a little bit of time and kind of revisit that and and talk about what you do there and what all the people that you work with uh have a hand in sure we're green seam is about eight years old seven and a half and it started with the mindset of our economy is doing really well during um the the great the recession that we had back in 2008 Mm -hmm. and um the community took a look at it and said why Mm-hmm. Well, it became that food and ag industry was really holding the region, the Mankato MSA region together super well. And so they said, well, we really maybe need to pay attention to what's going on here in the food and ag world. And so <laughs> the food and ag people were like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, a little bit like that. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, absolutely. And so we really are today an economic development organization focused on food and ag, but focused on the whole ecosystem. So if you take a, a you know, a Pause a second. You think, well, ag. Well, we farmers, right? Well, that's a, a in a sectors of an economy. That's the first sector of economy. But you have four other sectors that get into manufacturing and get into engineering and professional services and even government and research. And food and ag are involved in every single one of those. Yeah, um, from our banks to our accountants, you know, and and so Green Seam has looked at things a little differently. We want the whole ecosystem be involved in the conversation about how do we improve our region um, based upon food and ag. And so with the forum that's coming up, it's just one of the many, many things that you do. We'll we'll highlight that in a bit. But what are some of the other uh, things that you're working on or that we we might have seen uh, Green Seam have a hand in? You know, talent has been one of our biggest things. Before, you could say there was really such an issue with talent. You know, eight years ago, we already started saying talent was one of our four things. And the whole idea was we need students that um, never grew up on a farm to say they should take a career in ag and food or at least understand ag and food so when they take a career that goes across multiple mm-hmm. industries, mm-hmm. they kind of know what's going on. Right. And um, and so we we started talking with uh, Mankato School District, MSU, South Central College, University of Minnesota, all on those very early stages. And so today, you know, some of our successes, especially right here in the Mankato region, is that Mankato Area High School has an ag program, two full-time ag teachers, a brand new greenhouse that, at East. That greenhouse and, is gorgeous. And it's just getting started this really yeah. now, yeah. cranked up. And there's over 400 students enrolled in that program. And if you go back three years ago, it didn't exist. Right, right. And it, so to see some of those changes, I've had the uh, superintendent in here. We've had lots of conversations about that and things that are going on um, and the FFA students that are taking part in that. But even like you said, kids that didn't grow up on a farm. That's our key because we don't have eight kids every 40 acres out Mm -hmm. in the country mile, right? I mean, we have um, today, um, most of the population is four generations removed from a farm. Mm -hmm. And only less than 2% of the U.S. population farms. 
And so it's not about creating the next farmer, but it's like everybody eats. Um, everybody wants renewable fuels, and we have ethanol and biodiesel, renewable, and everybody wants to see um, climate and things affect it. Well, you can't take Amazon and make it carbon neutral, right? but you can take agriculture and sink additional carbon that other industries are putting off, right? Mm -hmm. And so how do we get people involved in our area? Because we really are a region that the entire globe watches that are needing of food. Right. Because most of the population in the world lives in a desert. They live in a mountain or they live on a coast that doesn't produce food in that country. I mean, look at what happened during the pandemic when there were shortages. Right. It's a key. And so, you know, that's the industry that we're excited about. It's been here for a long time and you kind of think, well, we have Arden Mills even, you know, Hubbard, right? And Mm -hmm. the history there. But they're still working extremely diligent in that plant and it's a major producer of wheat, even though you don't, and flour, but you don't think about it because it, we don't see much wheat anymore. Even if you're not actually planting the seed and growing, right. all of those other careers that focus around ag are- They're all here. Yeah. You know, I mean, we have uh, Agco, uh, which is a tractor manufacturing global company, and they manufacture complete tractors, sprayers, uh, and other equipment right in Jackson, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And they are doing, you know, major 3D printing. They're doing- all kinds of crazy stuff there and have a huge engineering team, you know, and they're making the tractor that's the latest and the greatest. Yeah. And it's right here. And we don't always think about because Jackson seems like a long ways away, but it's really not. Yeah. yeah. This is my um, first year I went to Farm Fest and I got to see some of those. And so it was amazing. Yeah. Um, they're, they're impressive machinery and that's getting developed and engineered here. And you talk about other, you know, people getting into food and ag. We have a Assistant Commissioner of Minnesota Department of Agriculture, Patrice Bailey. He grew up in Harlem. Oh, yeah. And between uh, conversations with his his mom and himself, like, what's really critical and important? What should I go into? And you think of doctors and you think of, you know, medical and you think of that. And he was directed to to be in food and ag. And now he's been in Minnesota here for a long time, but he's our Assistant Commissioner um, and sees the value of food and ag. But he didn't, he wasn't a farmer. Mm-hmm. I, I love those stories. Um, let's talk a little bit about the Rural Forum. Then a lot bit, I should say, 39th annual. What does a Rural Forum have a purpose for? What does it serve? Yeah, so Rural Forum was started 39 years ago as saying, let's have a conversation about what's important to our region and our community um, to do with industry, but also to do with policy and conversations to bring our Main Street businesses, our farmers our community members together to have a conversation about a topic of importance. And so how do you go about deciding what the topic of importance is going to be? You know, we want to mix it up from year to year and touch on very different aspects. So back up to last year, uh, we had a University of Minnesota um, climatologist um, individual speak about what it, what is the data showing for um, not as much as granular as Southern Minnesota, but as Minnesota and as the Midwest. And what are things look like? What, are, what should we be concerned about? Let's just talk data. Let's not talk politics of right. climate change because right. that can get very poli- uh, you know, polarized. It, it is very. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she gave us that. And then we had a company come in that um, was just at that time launching, um, building a carbon pipeline to connect businesses that um, emit carbon or CO2 and then capture that carbon pipeline and take it to a, a single destination in, in North Dakota. 
in a certain rock formation that would be permanently stored. And um, and and now they're 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 doing their work now, moving ahead. But it was an interesting dynamic about how's a business and agriculture saying we need to think about capturing CO two differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and here was the data and the science behind it. So we tried to bring a mix of those two together. Um, but then we also always bring in the policy side. What's okay. our what's our state or our federal policy? What's what's happening? And we look at it more in a sense of a rural economy. So why would it impact you, Lisa, but also why would it impact a farmer mm-hmm. and what's happening? What's what's being talked about? So um, we have a panel of legislators that kind of wrap out the evening as well. And so the purpose is to make sure you're up to speed on what some topics are, uh, understand a topic that maybe doesn't direct you directly affect you, like mm-hmm. doesn't change your checkbook tomorrow if you sure. show up, but it does have effect on you or your community. And so... That's kind of how we decide the topic or how we how we frame it. Now, deciding the topics is always kind of like, you know, you start off with 50 things and you work it through a funnel to right. the end of like, okay, well, how can we really pull that conversation or topic off? And now more Talk of the Town with Lisa Kay. So if we look towards this year's Rural Forum, uh, I noticed that there is a focus, it seems like, on um, maybe a little bit wider than just this region, more of a global connection to things. It is. And our, our theme is right there. It's global partnerships, and it's integrating people, businesses, and government. Because mm-hmm. while sometimes we look at each other going, wow, that's consumers this, or it's business that, or it's government this, but really we don't function well without really all being at the table. Mm-hmm. And so that's our theme this year is global partnerships, integrating people, businesses, and government. Well, we're global citizens, I think, right? Yes. I mean, we really are. Um, but it, it, if you look at who you, how did you make the choice on who's coming? Let's, let's talk about who's going to be here, first of all. You know, really through connections and through the whole conversation about we should have a global conversation. And it was, hey, you know, I know somebody and one of my committee members knows somebody and start a conversation to say, we have an amazing resource right in Minnesota that most people don't know, but there's um, the Mexican consulate office in the Twin Cities and a, a Canadian consulate office. So the embassies are in D.C., Washington, D.C., right? but they'll have a consulate that will represent a whole uh, wide um, number of states. And so there's a couple of them across the U.S., but one of them is right here in right Minneapolis here. Oh. and um, they're, they're experts on partnerships and borders all the way to, you know, you want to go on vacation to Canada, what, how, you know, you lost your passport or sure. whatever, what's going on. Um, they're also here for the Canadian or Mexican citizen that lost their passport and can't figure out how to get it back across a, you know, a border. Mm-hmm. But then they're, but what, what we're focusing on is they're here for a business partnership. They're here to say, What's working well? What can we do more? Because it's a fictitious line, you know, in the sand, right? In the northern border or the southern border that differentiates our government from their government. Right. But we're all people, all interested in food, all interested in ag, all interested in um, that conversation. And we need to make borders, you know, be able to go back and forth. Right. And so trade agreements, things like that. Right. Um, when we start talking about so exports. Yeah, so trade agreements, that's one of the topics. So um, it's USMCA is the, tr- the latest trade agreement. That's a North America trading block. Um, US, Mexico, uh, Canada, and a couple um, smaller countries in the South. Um, and they, 
represent the largest trading block in the world. Mm. So you think of how big Asia is and you think of Europe and you think of all these different partners, but this USMCA, which also was known as NAFTA, Mm -hmm. um, is the largest trading block in the world. And so, and when it comes to food and ag, we export a lot of food and ag here, but we also import stuff in that we don't. I mean, have you seen a avocado growing, <laughs> you know, down you the know, road here? No, and that's a, those are things that are really interesting to think about when we talk about. There's a lot of uh, talk that happens about the corn and things we send elsewhere, right? Yeah. Um, but what do we bring in, you know, right. when we stop and think? Who, who likes oatmeal and oats? We grow very little oats in the U.S. Yeah. Canada grows a lot of oats. You know, so those things, that, that, that's the conversation, but also you think about people. We need a, a, a workforce. We're short workers, right? Mm-hmm. We already have a workforce program that's integrated into the USMCA, or you think of border crossings, you think of those things. Well, those partners are just as important for our businesses to move forward when it comes to people as it does come to um, automotive parts or other things that you might, you know, hear the chip shortage yeah. or other things like that, right? And so it's it's super important to all have that that conversation, sit down at a table and hear hear what they have to say, ask them some questions, right? That's what this platform is for, is to allow people to reach beyond what they normally think, but understand how critically important it is. So we have a couple of different people coming? Yeah, so we have, so the uh, Mexico and, and Canadian consulate are going to speak. And then we're going to follow up with a signature panel where we're going to have a little more dive into the food and ag world. Mm-hmm. We're going to have the Minister of Ag for Manitoba. So Manitoba is a province right to the north of right. us. And we're going to have uh, South Dakota uh, Secretary of Ag, which obviously South Dakota is to the west. Of, and then we'll have our Minnesota Commissioner of Ag, um, Tom Peterson. And so then we'll sit down and have a conversation with those three about, okay, directly in food and ag, what does this mean? Right. Let's, let's have a conversation more about that. Um, there's some details in the in the trade agreements that you know every country kind of struggles with. Of they got to give up something, and somebody else has got to give sure. up something, I and mean, it's it's compromise. Um, and so we're going to have those three individuals have a panel, have some conversation, and then we're fortunate enough to get commitment um, from the state Minnesota FFA president, mm. a young gal um, that grew up just down the road uh, from here to our east of Mankato, and um, now is our current president, young gal going to college, and she's going to give a address of what she sees the opportunities are in food and ag from her lens. You know, not from the old guy of Sam here, but from a young guy, <laughs> uh, a young gal, and and share that. And then um, lastly, then we'll go into a panel with our legislators, which we're still working on who that panel is because okay. we just had an election. Yeah. That, it tweaked and changed a few things happening in our state. And so looking for them, right, panelists uh, from a legislator viewpoint to have this conversation. And they can build upon what was talked about from our speakers. Mm-hmm. Of, okay, so they're talking about these things. How does that work for Minnesota policy or how does that impact us, right? And so it kind of all weaves into that. Not that we can't ask our legislators another question of a different topic, sure. but we kind of have a theme. Right, right. Let's stick with the theme and get the answers. Uh, I think that um, the way that it's set up, it sounds like we will be able to interact a little bit right? and and come up with those questions. But if you are not in the egg world at all, or the food world at all, um, you're, you should go. You should go and learn. You I mean, should. I think we're lifelong learners, right? This is a good opportunity for people that maybe wouldn't normally 
um, think that they belonged here. We also have tried really hard to say what type of speakers or events do not happen in Southern Minnesota. Right. That you typically have to go to the Twin Cities or Chicago or whatever and bring those individuals in. So here's an opportunity. You don't have to travel, mm-hmm. right? It's uh, $55 if you register early, which the deadline is right around the corner here. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll sit at a table with um, with a minimum of two students as well. Okay. So we work with our colleges and our high schools in the area. And so there'll be a minimum of two students at each table because, again, talent in our future is really right. important. So that's been by design. Okay. And um, Are they specially chosen students? Are they working in... in- uh, ag program or anything like that? So we get, uh, partnering with uh, South Central College, um, they are the ag students that have that are in multitude of different uh, degrees, but they're within food and ag. Okay. Um, Minnesota State University Mankato now has an ag uh, degree, ag business degree, so there'll be a, a number of folks from that ag business degree, but then you might find some other students that, not sure about ag, but they're in marketing, and some are they're in international business, or they're in you know, supply chain, and they're like, yeah, I was told I should be at this. Right. And you're like, well, yeah, because supply chain, you you know, we we don't export many teddy bears here, but we export <laughs> and we bring in a lot of food. Um, and so it's connected to food and ag. So we, we have those students come in. We'll have some from the University of Minnesota that'll come down. And so it's through word of mouth that, and we've had some sponsors that pay for the student's cost because if you've been to the Civic Center, it's not a free meal. Right. Um, and so they help cover that cost so students can be at the table with a business. I love forums that have the students uh, involved because you get a, a younger, fresher perspective. And uh, it's always beneficial to listen to those. I think I think sometimes when we get older, we get stuck into listening to people our age or older than us. We get in our circles. We do, don't we? Yeah. And so, yeah, it's a great idea to have those students in. Um, so this forum is coming up December 1st. How long? Is it going to take a whole day, afternoon, evening? Yeah, really. I mean, we're going to try to get people registered at 4 o'clock, have some networking and a happy hour reception type of time frame so you can really see who else is there and network with people and have that conversation. Then we do jump into the dinner. Um, and right after we get done eating, we have, you know, speaker, 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 speaker. So mm-hmm. we kind of go intent because we want to get all this content fit in. Right. So we don't give a lot of breaks. Um, there'll be some Q and a time for a few of the speakers. And then we hope that everybody can get out of there by eight thirty. Okay. Uh, what is the takeaway? If, if, what is the, the hoped for takeaway that you have when people walk out? You know, I hope people walk out with a, a new perspective on things that actually might they might look at their business different and say, you know what, I need to adapt or I need to make a change or, um, you know, that will really propel our business forward for the students. I hope they, they, they make some connections with businesses and mm-hmm. find their next internship, find their next, um, like aha moment of like, I had no idea, right? you know, this, you know, might change the direction I want to focus. Cause that's really interesting or, or really, I'm not sure I want to get into that business and, you know, mm-hmm. and, and go a different. So I think there's multitude of takeaways. I think for our, our community and the rural area, Green Seam, that's kind of Southern Minnesota, people that come here, I think we walk away saying, hey, we need to do this. You know, we're not there yet. Let, let's work together. Because mm-hmm. it, it's a heavy lift for everybody to, or a single company to do, you know, a big change, right? So how can our community think about how global we are right. and embrace that to uh, make change for the future to make our country or our region stronger than it is today 
And then you start planning for next year. Is that right? I mean, do you take those those topics, the information that you'll get back, feedback, things like that, and start going? Okay, here's here's where we direct for next year or another project. Right, we do, and we do take we do try to send out a survey to those that participate and come to the event. We have emails and we send out, hey, what what do you like? What didn't you like? What can we change? Any suggestions going forward? And you know, provide those those ideas because I don't know everything and I don't know everyone. So if someone's got a really cool idea that affects rural and agriculture in our region, bring it on. Um, we've had um, Harry Stein, which is the the largest private seed company owner in the, in the world is based in Iowa. And he spoke a couple of years ago. We had a topic talking about uh, marketing and um, uh, proteins. And so plant-based proteins, animal proteins, how's that, that world happening now. We had a speaker in on that, Rick Berman. And um, and then this year here we have this topic of global partnerships, integrating people, businesses, and our community. We want to send people and make sure that they know that they're invited. Get your tickets now. You still have a little bit of time before the early bird deadline ends. Where do we get the tickets and more information? The easiest way is to go to greenseam.org. And it's green, just like color, green. <laughs> and then a seam is S E A M and then .org, and right on that front, you should be able to say, it should see a little banner pop up saying, you know, Rural Forum, or you can go to the events. If you're a social media person, we have the platform of Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn that you can find out, you know, information there too if you just follow Greenseam. 39th Annual Rural Forum, Thursday, December 1st. Grab your tickets now, Sam Ziegler. Thank you so much for coming in. Always good to see you. I hope it goes well, and please come back and share what you're up to. Oh, maybe could come back and share how the speakers went for Absolutely. those that didn't attend, because it's uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty excited, and I hope other people will see this as a value, too. Love to hear about it. We'll see you then. Thank you, Lisa.